0: And we are putting a wrap on this week's edition of Shows, ladies and gentlemen, on In My Own Words, the podcast, the hottest form, best form of Alabama football news, notes, and information. Yours truly, I have returned from my trip to Columbia, South Carolina, as the Crimson Tide getting a 47-23 to win over the Gamecocks, opening up Southeastern Conference play inside of Williams-Brice Stadium. We've had a great week of shows from being able to discuss the NFL draft projections, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Defensively, the guys I have projected for the first round of a 2020 NFL draft. From that, we touched on a preview of the things or the aspects that I see that are going to be important for the matchup between the Crimson Tide and the Gamecocks. And from there... We now look at the standouts. Four things that stood out to me from this matchup between Nick Saban and the tie versus Will Muschamp and South Carolina. Before we dive into that, as always, gotta give a shout out to our sponsors. As in my own words, it's brought to you by Title Tile. This is the rally tie with benefits for the avid Alabama sports fan. Title Tile is $9.99. And it lasts a lifetime. So people, if you've got pride and purpose for all things Bama, you need to show that pride and purpose as you wave title towel in the air like you just don't care or as you twirl title towel in the air like you just don't care. Go to Whitwillsports.com. That's W-H-I-T-W-I-L-S-P-O-R-T-S. Whitwillsports.com, and get you a couple of those towels today. Well, despite the score being 47 to 23 in favor of Alabama, the game was much closer than that. The fans were engaged from start to finish. A lot of things that transpired within the matchup. And just going to go over here the four things that stood out to me and starting this off at number one. A lot of people look at Alabama's offensive line, this group needs work, this group needs improvements, they need to get better in this thing, that thing, this aspect, that aspect. There are a number of different things in which Alabama's offensive line needs to get better with. The same can be said about the defense against South Carolina. Tip your cap off to the Gamecocks, they used a lot of tempo, quick passes, inside runs, checks to different calls, just a lot of things that kept Alabama's defense off balance, out of rhythm, and kept its true freshman quarterback, Ryan Holinsky, in sync and on schedule. But starting things off with the offensive line, the run blocking needs to continue to be a factor. You got to get that established. I mean, Nick Saban, very proud about the pass protection, despite the fact that Tua Tagovailoa was sacked twice. He was hurried a couple of times in the pocket, though he did have a career day. Throwing the football, completed 28 of 36 passes, 444 yards with five touchdowns. Did play, you know, all four quarters prior to Mac Jones getting some action in there. So you did see Tonga Valoa all four quarters. Did play well, career game. But Nick Saban wanted to see balance in the run game. Alabama just 76 yards rushing on 25 carries, averaged three yards a carry. The only touchdown came from Mac Jones on a, on a quarterback sneak. And I remember in his postgame press conference, Saban talked about how in the RPO scheme, A lot of the calls initially were runs. South Carolina played a lot of cover six. They had six to seven guys in the box. And when that's shown, that tells the quarterback, okay, if if they're giving me six to seven guys in the box, they're not going to allow me to run the football. I got to check out of this and pass the ball using quick, uh, we're using bubble screens, quick slants, skinny post patterns, just anything that opens up to give us a quick strike advantage and us being Alabama, a quick strike advantage to the end zone. Now, Deontay Brown does return the week of September 28th in Alabama's matchup against Ole Miss, but something's got to give. I mean, at some point, Alabama's offensive line has got to show some type of dominance, some type of will, some type of athleticism, some type of life in establishing this rush attack because through three weeks of the season, Alabama has not had one guy to total 100 yards rushing or 100 yards plus rushing in a particular ball game in a particular matchup. And uh, this is a talented group. Chris Owens has got talent. Landon Dickerson's got talent. Alex Netherwood, Jedrick Wheels, Emil Ikior, Evan Neal. These guys on this, on this offensive line, these aren't slouches. A lot of these guys coming out of high school were four and five-star prospects, four and five-star products. So these guys have talent. Kyle Flood is the coach. He can get this done. It's just a matter of the five guys they've got to commit to. You can't just do this switching and swatching around, this flipping around. you got to commit to five guys and allow these five guys to learn each other. Learn each other's tendencies. Learn each other's blocking patterns. Learn each other's schemes. you got to commit to five players and then all five of these guys learn who the guy is that's, that's lined up right next to me. Learn each other. Because after South Carolina, you're you're facing Texas A&M soon. You're facing LSU soon. You're facing Auburn soon. The way Mississippi State lines up on the schedule, they're always physical. And yes, the RPO, the passing scheme, Tua Tagovailoa, the young man is dynamic. But there's got to be some point where Alabama has to be able to run the football there's got to be some type of balance. You got to commit to having some type of balance at some point. Bama has got to be able to pick its five offensive linemen, roll with them, and create some type of way to consistently run this football. Because just 76 yards rushing, 25 carries, three yards per carry. That's not going to get it done when you run up on and an elite defense with some type of pedigree, i.e. you, i.e. Auburn, i.e. Mississippi State, and depending upon what Texas A&M group shows up down the road when they take on Bama. But that's just the offensive line. In terms of the defensive line... Got to get more of a pass rush. Got to get more of an interior push. I mean, Raekwon Davis played well. Raquan Davis did his thing the entire game against South Carolina. Anthony Jennings, DJ Dale, Jordan Battle from his safety spot. Those guys each had one sack. You had five quarterback hurries for Alabama's defense. Terrell Lewis had two. But in terms of just the consistency, there was not any type of consistency getting to Ryan Holinsky. And once again, you give a true freshman quarterback credit. He had poise beyond his years, was not scared of Bama, made big plays, had over 300 yards passing himself, 324 with a couple of touchdowns, stood in that pocket, delivered some throws, give the offensive coordinator of South Carolina a lot of credit. I mentioned it. Mixed things up. Had tempo in there. Had quick throws. Had deep throws. The Holinsky got the ball out of his hand quick. A lot of motions. A lot of movements that kept him on time, on schedule. Played a play a strong football game so Alabama's defensive front gotta get a pass rush consistently and stopping the run Rico Dowdle in this ball game 12 carries for 102 yards averaged 8.5 yards a carry he was getting loose in an an Alabama defense he was running the ball and this is one of the more productive running backs i previewed him in an article prior to the ball game he's one of the more productive backs in the southeastern conference but because he plays on the eastern side of a division he does not get a lot of publicity he does not get a lot of attention because the sec east is nicknamed the sec least so guys like rico Dowdle don't get a lot of page clicks in terms of media pundits riding on him but he's a big time ball player the bama defense got to get more of a pass rush and got to stop that run game in terms of when you face more and lead backs down the road now of course there was an injury in the matchup with Brian Ray. Uh, the junior defensive end at 6'5", 294 pounds, did not finish the game, had a foot issue, and it was the same foot, according to Saban, that he had to have surgery on during the summer prior to fall camp. He is expected to miss some time. Now, there are reports and rumors swirling out there that this could be potentially season-ending for Ray. Hopefully, that's not the case. Nick Saban having his presser at noon on Monday, which is today. He's having his presser at noon. So hopefully we'll get some clarification. We'll get some thoughts from Nick Saban on the extent of what's the uh, the diagnosis with LeBron Ray. Hopefully it's not anything serious, but he did lead the game with the foot. But the defense got to be able to have consistent pressure on the quarterback and stop the run. The second thing overall is to Dr. Mead, the play of running back Najee Harris. I mean, he stepped up. He stepped up in this matchup. Only had seven carries for 36 yards rushing, had a long run of 12 yards, averaged 5.1 yards a carry. But as a receiver, man was big time. He was one of the leaders in receiving yards, five catches, 87 yards. Had two touchdowns, including a 42-yard score. And I'll get to that one in a minute. Average 17.4 yards to catch. Big numbers right there. Overall, as far as yards from scrimmage, Najee Harris, 12 touches, 123 yards, and two touchdowns. But just getting back to the 42-yard score, Nick Saban, not a fan of Najee Harris hurdling. Says that it's dangerous. I don't want to see the five-star get hurt. Najee Harris had mentioned prior to the season starting that he was going to stop the hurdling, But sometimes a man's got to do what a man's got to do. And when you catch the football and when you turn up field and when you see an opportunity, sometimes the recent memories from your freshman year and your sophomore year and the moments of high school, they all come back to you and they all came back to Najee Harris clear as day. It was fourth and three. But the Crimson Tide. Bama decided to go for it. They, to a tongue of Iloa, throws a dump pass to Najee Harris. Harris turns the field, gives one guy a mean stiff arm, approaches the other guy, hurdles over him, jumps in the air, air Najee taking off, hurdles over the guy, lands on his feet, maintains the balance, gets into the end zone, Commentators are blown away, fans are blown away, Najee Harris probably blew himself away, 42-yard touchdown, it was an incredible feat of athleticism, and this is the Najee Harris that fans know. He pressed the hole a bit more on his runs, but the hurdling, the stiff arming, the athletic plays, this is the Harris, this is the five-star, this is the number one overall prospect from a 2017 recruiting class that fans know and that they fell in love with. So Najee Harris, big-time moment from the receiving aspect, showing his versatility against South Carolina, stepped up in terms of yards from scrimmage, He was the number two thing. Number three thing that stood out for me, and I mentioned this on the aspects for Alabama that they have to do are preparing for South Carolina. How about Devontae Smith? Smitty, we've had, we've seen a 100-yard performance from Jerry Judy. We've seen a 100-yard performance from scrimmage for Henry Ruggs. Smitty, a career day at times. He's overlooked. At times, he's underrated, but he showed over the weekend that second and 26 connection, alive and well. Smitty, eight catches, career high, 136 yards receiving, career high. Two touchdown receptions. He had a long catch of 42 yards where he put a man on skates and went to the house, averaged 17 yards per catch on 12 targets. Smitty. Six of his eight catches resulted in first downs or or touchdowns and uh, for his career 1,086 receiving yards and 12 scores. A big moment for the man via Amite, Louisiana. The 6'1", 175-pounder did his thing. He's always known as an unselfish blocker. Tuatanga Valoa, after the game, called him one of the toughest players that Alabama has. But in this matchup against South Carolina, his number was called He made some big-time plays, getting his first 100-yard performance of the season. And last but not least, the fourth thing that stood out to me, and I mentioned this also, um, Alabama needed this game. South Carolina challenged the Tide, and I knew it was going to happen. South Carolina's got some dudes that will play in the NFL. Now, their coach, Will Muschamp, is a ticking time bomb. That guy is five um, five eggs short of an omelet, but that team has some dudes that will play at the next level. They showed up. They played football. Uh, the fans were engaged from start to finish, and uh, for the Crimson Tide, needed this type of matchup going forward in the SEC play. They've got to clean some things up, some penalties. The defense got to get better in reading some assignments, but... I thought overall, Alabama defensively gave up one touchdown in the red area, which was good. They had a couple of really nice goal line stops, held South Carolina to field goals on a couple of attempts there because the Gamecocks had a bunch of opportunities to reach the end zone. So for Bama's defense to stiffen up the way it did at times, played well in the red area, just got to clean some things up defensively, offensively, got to find a way to get that balance in terms of running the football. But running back through this again here, just the four things that stood out to me. Offensively, defensively, number one, offensive line, finding that balance, defensive line, have to get a consistent pressure to the quarterback and being able to also stuff that run. Number two, the performance of Najee Harris. He was big time. Number three, Devontae Smith. Smitty got that 100-yard performance. Number four, South Carolina challenged Alabama, and it was needed as the Crimson Tide continues to out the remainder of its schedule well folks that's gonna do it for this edition of shows on in my own words as always you check out the touchdown alabama magazine app download that today for your iphone if you're rocking team apple the iphone app store google play store if you got the android phone podcast options conveniently listed there at the bottom of the screen check those out You subscribe to TDAlabamaMag.com for all the latest and subscribe to Touchdown Alabama Magazine on YouTube, getting with the site people over 1 million video views and over 5,000 subscribers strong. And starting next week's edition of shows, we will dive into the news, the update regarding one LeBron Ray and touch on who will be the guy to step up and replace him If this is, so happen to be a season-ending injury for him. For all of us at Touchdown, Alabama Magazine, I'm yours truly, Stephen M. Smith. This has been In My Own Words.